What if we followed the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs methods of forming their rosters to help remodel the Washington Commanders? That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider to join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today. You'll get news analysis, one-on-one conversations with me via text message. No hashtags needed, no filters, no none of that. All comes straight to your phone. And then you send me your thoughts straight to mine. You get live text also from practices, games, press conferences, events, a whole lot of good things going on over there. So go to jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and text me today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I appreciate you coming through for today's episode. Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create your account, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode, we are rebuilding the Washington Commanders roster in the mold of the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to study what they've done to build their rosters, kind of take a little bit of a mean, a little bit of an average of both of them, and then see what we come up with for the Washington Commanders. I felt, I felt like this would be a really fun exercise to go through here in the offseason. It's speculation season, so we don't have a firm grip on what the Commanders are going to do. But we take a look at two of the most successful franchises in the NFL during their time. I know the 49ers just lost the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan now has three losses, two as a head coach under his belt in the big game. But no doubt, the San Francisco 49ers, when healthy, have been one of the better and more consistent teams in the National Football League. We kind of went down a rabbit hole here. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a whole new Washington Commanders mock offseason depth chart. So make sure you stick through for that. But how do we make the sausage, right? How did we get there? Well, we got to first start by evaluating the two teams that were in the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, of course, pulling off the win in Super Bowl 58, getting their uh, second championship in a row, going for three in a row next year. So we're, we'll start here with the San Francisco 49ers, the NFC representative, because obviously the Washington Commanders, not only do you want to be competitive in the NFC East, but you want to be ultimately competitive in the NFC. And this is the team that you're trying to unseat. Every team in the NFC is trying to unseat the 49ers in 2024. So when you look at their roster and you look at how their roster has been constructed, 55% of their Super Bowl starters came from the NFL draft. You're talking guys like tight end George Kittle, wide receiver Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, another wide receiver, even quarterback Brock Purdy, linebackers Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, who unfortunately Greenlaw suffered that non-contact injury and hope you know he gets a has a has a very successful recovery up ahead for him. And then of course defensive end Nick Bosa among others. Seven of the starters for the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl were free agents. That's 32% of their roster. And you're talking about guys like fullback Kyle Juszczyk, who's been a big part of what the 49ers have done, but did not start his career there. He was added uh, as a free agent at one point in his career. Javon Hargrave coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles on the defensive line is another one. And then you have three that were brought on through trade. Trent Williams, I know Washington fans, that one's a little bit painful for you, but Trent Williams, Chase Young as well coming from Washington, and then Christian McCaffrey coming over from the Carolina Panthers. So 10, 10 of your of your 22 starters for the 49ers uh, were, were 
external additions, right? We'll call them 12 of them were internal drafted players. Then when you look at the rounds, right, the 12 draft picks, three of them came from the first round, but then you got two from the second and third rounds, respectively five or the fifth round has four of those starters. And then one from the seventh round, that being of course, Brock Purdy, uh, no starters coming out of the fourth or the sixth rounds of the NFL drafts. So that's 25% uh, of their drafted class coming in the first round of, of, of their starters coming from the first round of NFL drafts. 33% of them coming from day two, but 42% of them coming from day three. So when you look at the fact that the majority of the 49ers starters came from NFL drafts, and then you look at the majority of those starters who were drafted came from day three, it just kind of shows you like, you know, we, we all get really wrapped up around the first round picks. And of course, there's a reason for it because the first round, typically you're only getting one crack at the at the egg and on day one. And so you want that guy to be the best because at the same time, you know, just just presumably from the odds, the best players are coming off the board there. But when you look at the San Francisco 49ers as a whole, the entire organization, partially because there's more opportunities to go find players, but also a, a lot of your starters end up coming from the later days in the NFL draft. So you're looking for the difference makers in the first round, whereas the backbone of your roster is probably coming from days two and day three. We look at the Kansas City Chiefs and look at their roster construction. 16 of their starters at the Super Bowl were drafted. That's 73% of their roster. So a really good organization to try to emulate there for getting and maintaining and growing your own homegrown talent. Uh, really impressive, especially when you consider they traded away guys like Tyreek Hill uh, and are still able to make these things work out. Of course, some of the most popular drafted players in Kansas City, tight end Travis Kelsey, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, has become a really, uh, really fame or a famous popular player among the fan base. Chris Jones, a defensive tackle, uh, is another one. So a lot of talent being drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. Six of the starters were free agents. That's only 27%. Of the starting roster, uh, left tackle Donovan Smith and safety Mike Edwards both coming over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just this last offseason, uh, as well. And then you've got Jawan Taylor, the right tackle, uh, among some others. No traded players on the starting lineup for the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought that was a little bit interesting, but the bottom line is you have six uh, external transplants, you know, from, from outside the team 10 for the San Francisco 49ers, six for the Chiefs. And then when you look at the San or the Kansas City Chiefs again. You have the 16 draft picks, but even though you have more draft picks on your starting roster, you actually don't have any more first round picks on the starting roster than the San Francisco 49ers did. So again, the Chiefs have four more starters that were drafted by the team, but they both had three that were drafted in the first round. For the Chiefs, once you get past the day, the first day, seven of their picks, uh, seven of their starters came via draft on day two, and six of them came on day three. So again, uh, 80, what is that? 82% of the Kansas City Chiefs starters that were drafted came on day two or day three. So just another day one is, is sexy. It's amazing. It's exciting. Day two and day three, arguably, uh, at least from a, from a, from a balance and uh, an equity ratio, right? Uh, perhaps more important uh, to the success of NFL franchises. So combined, the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers had 28 starters of the 44 on the field on Super Bowl Sunday that came in the draft. Six of them came in the, in the first round. 11 of them came on day two. 11 of them came on day three. So again, 22 of your 44 starters in the Super Bowl were day two, day three draft picks. That's obviously 50%. So three starters in the first round, six to day two, six to day three, seven starters came via free agency uh, and trades on average. Uh, that is our average. So that is how we kind of break down this Washington Commanders roster. Right? If we're going to follow the model of these successful teams, that's kind of what you're looking for. You want at least three starters to come out of the first round, six on day two, six on day three, uh, and seven can be 
external implants, right? That's how we're kind of doing this math today. Again, an exercise and what if an exercise and trying to follow the mold of those who have done it really well. And then when you look at the combined groups by rounds, looking at the trends first round, you're typically looking passer, pass rusher, playmaker, pass defender, and interior defensive lineman. I was kind of the surprise there, which the rest of them are no surprise, right? Because it's a passing league. So your passers, your your passer, your pass rusher, your pass blocker, your pass coverage, your pass or your playmaker. Uh, those are your your key five characteristics of a successful football team in the NFL today. You look at San Francisco 49ers, even though they found Brock Purdy in the seventh round, he's a he's been a successful passer for them. Certainly a crucial part of their success. Second round, we're usually looking uh, between these two teams. You're usually looking at a pass protector, a playmaker, a defensive lineman, and a linebacker. Third round, you're talking playmakers, pass defenders, linebackers. Fourth round, we're looking for pass defenders. Fifth round, pass rushers, pass protectors, pass defenders, playmakers, linebackers. Sixth round, pass protectors. Seventh round, passers, pass protectors, and running backs. So that's kind of how these two teams have divvied up their draft capital over the years to make their Super Bowl championship Team, their Super Bowl caliber teams, rather the Chiefs obviously winning championships, the 49ers competing. So how does that stack up and compare to the Washington Commanders roster? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this next segment is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest, whether it's big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. Sometimes getting overly angry in everyday situations can be a sign of something bigger brewing beneath the surface. And when those things happen, it can be helpful to seek out therapy that can help get to the root of that overreaction before it becomes an even bigger problem. That's what therapy is all about. But therapy can also be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports team. And it's important to get those types of things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're starting, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. My favorite part is if you don't mesh with your first therapist, you can always switch. No questions asked. Nobody says, but why? Nobody wants you to have any hassle. They do it on your time, on your schedule. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Continuing now with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every dayers, come back tomorrow. We will have another episode today as we speak Thursday, uh, the day this episode is dropping. We are going to be speaking to Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr., your new offensive and defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, respectively. So tomorrow's episode will be chock full of reactions, clips, and we'll have a, a, a conversation about what uh, we talked about with those two coordinators. Come back for that on Friday. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So we're going to continue now with our dive into what's going to become a Washington Commanders remodel, right? That's something that Dan Quinn talked about in his introductory press conference. He doesn't look this as a rebuild. I don't remember the exact word he used, but the word I'm using here is remodel, basically taking what you already have and building it towards a championship caliber team. So in order to know where you have to build to, right? Like you, you know, you can invent the house certainly, but you look at the houses around you and you say, Hey man, that's a really good house over there. The Kansas City Chiefs, they got a really good house. San Francisco 49ers, they got a really good house. So let's look at their blueprints 
And then let's look at what we already have as a foundation in Washington and say, hey, how do we build a house that competes to the levels of those? So we looked at what the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs have done over the draft, over free agency, over trades, and how they've kind of built their roster, even getting down to the nitty gritty of which position groups are they usually targeting on which days of the NFL draft and all those things. So really just getting a lot of information as much as we can from the way that these two championship caliber teams were developed. And then we take a look at now how that stacks up against the Washington Commanders current roster. So their current roster, you know, this is this is the part where everything's going to become more subjective, right? Everything I just gave you, where players were drafted, who was drafted, how many were free agency, those are all facts. Those are all solid numbers and facts that you can take away. This part is going to be a little bit subjective because you have to start with who you believe are your secure starters. Again, we're looking at Super Bowl starting rosters here. So who are your starters if you're the Washington Commanders right now? So to me, you have six secured starters. Those six players are wide receiver Terry McLaurin, defensive tackle Deron Payne, defensive tackle Jonathan Allen, wide receiver Jahan Dotson, offensive lineman Sam Cosme, and running back Brian Robinson Jr. Now, that doesn't mean those are the only players I think are good players, right? There's there's certainly some other good players uh, on this roster, and I'm not counting the guys who have expired contracts right now. So if you're out there screaming, Cam Curl's a solidified starter on this team, what are you talking about? Cam Curl's contract currently is set to expire, so he doesn't equate into uh, what we're talking about here. So if you have six secured starters, then you're talking 27% of your starting roster when you look at offense and defense, 22 starters. So you're talking about 27% of your roster, which means you need 73% uh, of your roster filled out. And what you need to compete for the Washington Commanders roster, as I see it with Dan Quinn taking over, obviously you need a quarterback, you need a running back, you need five pass protectors right now. Obviously your offensive linemen, they could also run block, that'd be great. But I think the key to focus in on in, in the NFL today is your pass protection, right? You obviously need a tight end, and then you need three wide receivers in today's NFL uh, to run most offenses uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You need two edge rushers. Sometimes those are defensive ends. Sometimes those are outside linebackers with Dan Quinn and Joe Witt. I'm looking at them more as outside linebackers, uh, three defensive linemen. And so we, we talk about Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen being defensive tackles. They could slide out to be defensive ends. Really at the end of the day, you need three defensive linemen. You already have two of them in Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. You need two linebackers and you need four defensive backs. So when you do the math there, right, we got two edge rushers, three down linemen, two linebackers, four DBs. That's exactly 11 people. But we also know that a lot of times four DBs isn't enough. You're going to need five. You're going to need to get in that nickel package. So if you need five, you're obviously usually taken away from the linebacker position, or you might be taken away from the edge rusher. You might be using a linebacker. That's where versatile linebackers come in, and they can play multiple uh, parts of your defense. So plus minus here or there, depending on exactly how you want to run your scheme. So, But at the end of the day, that's basically what you need to be able to run your football team. And again, we've got six of those positions filled out. We've got two receivers. And uh, I mean, honestly, some of you might look at Jahan Dotson and say, I don't know that I would call him a secure starter yet. That's why there's a lot of love being spent on, you know, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. being the number two overall pick as well. So either way, uh, we got two receivers off the board here. So we're down. We only need one more receiver. Uh, we've got two D, D linemen off the board. So we only need one D lineman and we've got one offensive lineman off the board. Uh, so we need one or four offensive linemen and then our running back, Brian Robinson Jr. So we don't need a running back. So to fill out our starting roster, right, with 16 positions left, you need the quarterback, four pass protectors, tight end, wide receiver, two edge rushers, a D lineman, two linebackers, four DBs to build out the rest of this starting roster. And you have nine draft picks to go ahead and flesh that out with. So nine draft picks. You need seven free agent additions if you're going to fill all 16 of those spots. And look, we're, we're kind of we're doing this by the book. We're doing this by 
the Chiefs and Niners script, right? So that's the same percentage of outside uh, personnel brought in, the same percentage of draft capital. Um, so we're going to kind of keep it there. Now, are we expecting our nine draft picks, all of them to start? No, that's not really realistic, but we're trying to look at how uh, these things are going to get built. So that's how we're going to kind of bookend ourselves here, right? Every experiment has to have rules and has to have uh, conditions, right? So those are our conditions, nine draft picks, which means we can bring seven players from the outside into the organization. Of the 16 external additions made by Super Bowl teams, five of them were offensive linemen. So half your starters in the Super Bowl on the offensive line were external imports, free agents or trades, uh, right? So that's half of them. So you would think that in the NFL, with the offensive line being so important, that would probably be a homegrown entity. It actually isn't. Again, half of that group came from free agent signings or trades. Four DBs, mostly safeties, came from external uh, moves. Three D linemen, two running backs, one of the wide receivers, and one of the linebackers. All of those came from external needs. So when we look at that, we look at O linemen, DBs, D linemen, running backs, wide receivers, linebacks. Washington has seven external needs. I've got some free agents that I'm kind of adding to this Washington Commanders roster. This is where we start our first part of rebuilding this Commanders roster in the light of the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So of those seven players, two offensive linemen, I'm looking at right tackle Jonah Williams, uh, who's expected to earn $10.8 million a year on average on a four-year deal. And I'm looking at center Aaron Brewer, who's expected to earn $5.2 million on a new three-year deal. Defensive back, I'm going a little bit luxury here, guys. I'm going a little bit rich. And uh, honestly... I don't expect him to, to actually escape the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they do have a lot of players assigned. They got to sign their quarterback. They got to sign wide receiver Mike Evans. So if somehow Antoine Winfield Jr. hits the open market as a free safety, he's he's a very versatile. They call him a free safety on spot track, but really he's just a football player, man. Uh, I, you know, I would love to see the Washington Commanders pursue Antoine Winfield Jr. He's projected to make $18.4 million on a new five-year deal. Uh, defensive line, I'm going front seven on here. So I'm going to Darius Smith, who's actually an outside linebacker, but front seven uh, is what we're looking for here. Uh, 12.4 million on a two-year deal. Uh, one running back, we're going, we already got Brian Robinson Jr., but you obviously need a second fiddle if you're not bringing Antonio Gibson back. We're going to go Kareem Hunt, $4.5 million over two years, uh, or for two years, average for two years. Uh, wide receiver, I've talked about him already on this show every day as you're going to recognize his name, McCole Hardman. Uh, yes, the guy who caught the game-winning pass in the Super Bowl. No, that's not why I'm talking about him. I've talked about him before. But McCole Hardman, elite speed, ability. Uh, I think that there's a lot more to be left uh, to tap into his talent than what we've seen so far in his career. $4 million for one year. And, of course, linebacker Patrick Queen. I think he could be the crown jewel of the free agent class if the Washington Commanders are allowed or able to peel him away from the Baltimore Ravens, $18.5 million per year uh, for five years. Now, think about free agent contracts, right? Like, so those are averages, right? Antoine Winfield Jr., $18.4 million per year on average over five years. Doesn't mean he's actually going to make $18.4 million against the cap in year one, right? You can you can be uh, flexible with that contract and how the money gets doled out and all that stuff. But if you were to take all these contracts, which some of them are pretty high, just at face value, Per year, that's what you count for. You still have about $10 million left for the Washington Commanders in cap space. And that's before you do any restructuring, any releasing, anything like that. So even though we have a little bit of a rich free agent pool here, right? Jonah Williams is not cheap. Anton Winfield Jr., Darius Smith, Patrick Queen. Even though we kind of go a little bit on the rich end, we see we still have the $10 million that we need to sign our draft class. And I did that on purpose. I'm not saying the Washington Commanders are going to sign all of these, you know, top names in their position groups of free agent contracts, but it just kind of shows you that the Washington Commanders can be as aggressive as they want to be 
this offseason in free agency to bring in those seven external additions to try to build uh, the start of a championship roster. So after those seven guys, though, we still got nine draft needs that we need to fill. We need a quarterback. We need two pass protectors, tight end, edge rusher, linebacker. We need three DB. So we're going to go find those with a mock draft here on Thursday. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Game Time, who says that you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My wife and I have begun planning our spring and summer event schedule, and using Game Time has made the process of deciding which events to attend, how to prioritize them, all those things. Uh, whether or not we're confident to buy the seats, it's made it a, an entire breeze. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same show, same section, same row for less money, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, and use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account, redeem the code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, going down the rabbit hole here. I took a look at the Chiefs roster, took a look at the Niners Super Bowl rosters, their Super Bowl starters, took a dive into how they've acquired these starters, where they built the most through draft tendencies, all that stuff. And uh, we're applying those metrics to the Washington Commanders roster. And again, we're staying very strict inside those metrics uh, to, to just kind of demonstrate uh, the point, right? We started with our secure starters. We only had six of them. You might have more. I understand you know, a lot of you want to give Sam Howell the opportunity to start again for the second season. I'm not against that. Like, let's just be clear right up front. I am not against any way, shape or form Sam Howell getting the opportunity to start uh, again this season and especially for Dan Quinn and for Cliff Kingsbury. But just being a football realist of the way that the business tends to work when you don't have a guy that you're cemented with. Typically, teams go out there pursuing other quarterback options, not to necessarily replace, but at least to bring in competition. So I'm just being real with you. I just believe that the Washington Commanders are going to bring in competition for Sam. So that's the way that we're going to we're going to execute this. And that's that's it. So, again, it's not because I hate Sam. It's not because I don't like him. It's not because I don't think he has the ability. It's just because I think that the team is going to bring in competition for him. And quite honestly, that competition is probably going to come via the NFL draft. And that's where we are now. We signed some free agents here, right? Jonah Williams, Aaron Brewer, Antoine Winfield Jr., Zadarius Smith, Kareem Hunt, McCole Hardman, Patrick Queen, a very rich, a very talent heavy, a very expensive free agent class. Again, wanted to demonstrate to you all out there, this team can be as aggressive as they want. Doesn't mean they're going to go spend $80 million like I just did in cap space, but they certainly can if they really want to and if they can get the right players uh, to sign those deals. But it leaves us with nine draft picks. Uh, we've got $10 million in the bank, which is about what you need to cover a draft class. So we're good there. Don't have to worry about anything. And we haven't even made any restructures or released anybody to save some cap room. So we're still good there. And again, we need two pass protectors, again, quarterback for at least competition for Sam Howell, uh, tight end, edge rusher, linebacker, and three defensive backs. So when we talk about these, these position players, uh, and we talked about, you know, the, the, the position trends that the chiefs and the 49ers have followed, we're kind of following that. And I understand that Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick. But let's be honest, you can't draft quarterbacks in the seventh round expecting them uh, to be your, your full-blown starters. It's just not how 
uh, this tends to work. So we start with the first round. We have the number two overall pick. I'm actually going to start this thing with a trade, right? So I'm going to trade that number two overall pick to number three to the New England Patriots. They're going to trade up and grab the quarterback that they like the most after Caleb Williams goes to the Chicago Bears. I'm going to get pick number 34 in exchange. So I now have three second round picks in the 2024 NFL draft. They take Drake May. So at number three, I'm taking quarterback Jaden Daniels out of LSU. In the second round, we've got picks number 34, 36, and 40. And judging from the Chiefs and the 49ers histories, trenches is typically where we go with these two championship caliber teams. So at 34, I'm getting a left tackle in Troy Fatanu out of Washington. 36, we're going defensive line heavy with Chris Jenkins out of Michigan. And number 40, we're going offensive tackle Kieran Omegaji at Megaji out of Yale to be our probably our right tackle, right? Shift him over uh, to right tackle. Third round, we come back with two more picks. Number 67, number 100, 101, depending on how the whole thing breaks down. But either way, right around that, that area, right? Third round, 67. We're typically finding our kind of our support roles here. We're going linebacker, Edger and Cooper, and we're going tight end Cade Stover out of Ohio State. Now, typically this is where I end my mock drafts, right? Compensatory picks have not been awarded yet. So all of these picks are going to get shifted down. But for the purpose of this experiment, this exercise, I did want to go ahead and flesh it out. So fourth round, number 103, we come back and we go defensive back again. The Chiefs and the and the, and the, the 49ers, the only starters coming out of the fourth round were all defensive backs. So we go cornerback Kalen King out of Penn State. Fifth round, number 138, we're going with another defensive back, Bo Braid, out of Maryland. He's more of a nickel-type coverage safety. Sixth round, number 181, we're going edge, Jalen Harrell out of Michigan. So we get another edge rusher to go with Zadarius Smith and the guys we already have on the roster. Seventh round, number 220, we're going safety again, Kenny Logan Jr. out of Kansas, who is more of a box safety. So again, now here we have our revamped Washington Commanders depth chart for you. And according to this experiment, following the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers blueprints, your quarterback, Jane Daniels or Sam Howell, I, I like a competition there. I want to see who the best man for the job is. Hopefully that's what the Washington Commanders end up doing. Running backs, Brian Robinson Jr. and Kareem Hunt. Wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, McCole Hardman. Tight ends, Logan Thomas, Kate Stover, John Bates. Left tackle, you've got Troy Fatanu. Left guard, Stromberg or Nick Gates. I, I like Nick Gates to move back over to guard. We'll see what the commanders decide to do. Obviously, he is certainly a cut uh, candidate as well. Ricky Stromberg, certainly not a cemented starter in there, but I like what we saw from him uh, during during the part of the season we got to see him. Your center is Brewer. Your guard is Sam Cosme. Your right tackle is Jonah Williams. So right there, we've got a couple of guys drafted, a couple of free agent additions to go with the guys that are already established on our roster. Defensive tackles, you got Jenkins out of Michigan. Then we got Fedarian Mathis and John Ridgeway. Defensive ends, Deron Payne and John Allen. Outside linebackers, Zadarius Smith, KJ Henry, Andre Jones Jr. Inside linebackers, Patrick Queen, Jamin Davis, and Edger and Cooper are rookie cornerbacks. Benjamin St. Juice, Emmanuel Forbes, and Quan Martin. I'm moving him back down to the nickel because Antoine Winfield Jr. is coming in to be our free safety. And Derek Forrest, I'm making him our quote-unquote strong safety, although Today's NFL safeties are basically just safeties and those guys play wherever they need to be played. So we're not talking, we're not filling every need, right? You pick it possibly, especially with you're talking day three picks, all these stuff. So where are remaining soft spots outside linebacker potentially could be another soft spot or could be a, a remaining soft spot, right? We like uh, Zadarius Smith, obviously the crafty veteran KJ Henry, Andre Jones Jr. Certainly showing some potential uh, last season in their rookie years, but again, not solidified guys. What about Chase Young? Right. What about bringing Chase Young back to Washington? Look, I don't know uh, who all Chase Young may or may not have had conflict with in the Washington Commanders organization, who he feels salty towards uh, for the trade and all that stuff and the way that things went down. But 
if his beef is with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio specifically, well, they ain't here no more. So maybe he wants to come back home. I don't know. J- uh, uh, Jason Campbell, I was recently on an episode uh, of In the Minute podcast with Donna and, and Tony McGee, and J- Jason Campbell kind of brought it up. I kind of like the idea. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, if Chase Young is, is hungry to get back to the Super Bowl and wants to do it back home, maybe he comes in. And I've always liked him better standing up anyway. So make him an outside linebacker with Zadarius Smith, Chase Young, uh, K.J. Henry, and Andre Jones Jr. I think it's a pretty solid group. Cornerbacks, I know a lot of you are not going to be happy that Benjamin St. Juice, Emmanuel Forbes are still your starting corners. I understand that uh, completely. But what I'm hoping here is that a more aggressive pass rush up front, better pass rush up front, maybe helps make those cornerbacks' jobs a little bit easier. Uh, center, there's a question mark. We're bringing in a free agent, but we have obviously no assurances or guarantees it's going to work out. Same thing with left guard going with the combination of Ricky Stromberg or Nick Gates. You know, is that going to work out? Uh, the way that you wanted to wide receiver, McCall Hardman may not move the needle for uh, some of you as much. And then obviously quarterback situation. Some of you are going to be really happy that I grabbed Jane Daniels. Some of you are going to be mad that I didn't just let Sam have it. Some of you are going to be mad that I traded out and missed on Drake may. It is what it is. We all have our opinions. It's great. Um, but that's been our experiment, man. And again, I had a lot of fun running down the rabbit hole on this one. Hopefully you had a lot of fun going down it with me. Uh, so that's just kind of looking at the chiefs, looking at the Niners, the way they built their two rosters and how Washington could potentially follow that blueprint to build a competing roster themselves. Coming up tomorrow, we will have reactions from uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Wade Jr.'s introductory press conferences, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, Washington commanders. So make sure you come back for that. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them down in the YouTube comment section. Text me directly by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Uh, insiders, if you want the blueprint that I just did with the Chiefs and Niners, let me know. And if you want to build your own team based on those uh, those those kind of bookends. Uh, but I'd definitely be interested in seeing what you guys put together. Don't forget to also check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. And until we speak again, please, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.